0: Welcome back after a little bit of a hiatus um, to the Future Barn podcast, which is now kind of called Your Buddy T-Gob, um, and so Future Barn will be a part of it where I interview folks in my community, um, but I'm back with a new series called Opposites Refract. I'm here with my girlfriend, gal pal, Beth.
1: Hello.
0: Um, and so we thought we'd try this thing, we were talking about wanting to do a podcast together, um, but Yeah. Right, Beth, we're pretty different. You and I. <laughs> um, we've learned this. We we are doing that thing where we're falling in love with someone uh, that's very different than ourselves.
1: Very much so, which is fun because it's exciting and new. And it is
0: very new. Uh, I haven't dated someone that's not an artist for a long time. That doesn't primarily you identify as a scientist more than an artist. Yeah. I'm um, damn sure you haven't dated someone like. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's going on over here on the yeah. other side of the table. Um so uh yeah. And so we thought we would you know, we don't know if this is gonna work as a podcast or as a relationship.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Everything's up in the air.
0: Uh but it seems kind of fun to play along with it, um and play around with it. Um and so these episodes are just they're gonna have a couple different we're gonna talk about things we have in common, we're gonna Beth will present things from a scientific perspective. I'll present from my more loosey goosey, weirdo artist perspective. Um, we'll play some games. We'll make some lists. Um, yeah, and we'll share some gratitude. Um, f- and yeah. So if you're listening to this, um, thank you, and uh, yeah. Let's see what happens.
1: We're glad you're here.
0: All right. So I think we should start each episode with, um. A section called Common Ground, where we find something that we do have in common, an interest we have in common, or whatnot. Um, and uh, inspired by something y- you sent me last week, um, an article by Jason... Uh, I, is it K-E, K-E, uh yeah, sure. K-E-H-E? There's yep. so many ways you can <laughs> pronounce that. could go that. every which way. Um, and it's called, Of Course You're Living in a Simulation. It was in Wired. And you'd send it. What made you uh wanna send me that article?
1: Well, we had discussed a couple times just how maybe we are in a simulation, just because the world is weird and everything is weird and very few things make sense. And yeah. Sometimes it just seems like there's glitches in the system and uh-huh. so um, this just seems like one way to kinda understand how why those weird things happen. So it made me think of you.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I I I love simulation theory. I came across it. so this this article kind of plays off a um this is like a more like pop culturally article um that kind of plays off uh Nick Bostrom's more philosophical article um Are You Living in a Simulation? Um and then of course this being the answer to it, but um where he proposes this um hypothesis. And basically um I like this guy this Jason dude uh there's a part in it that was given that the only society we know of ours is in the process of simulating itself through video games and virtual reality and whatnot. It seems likely that any technological society would do the same. It could very well be simulations all the way down. Um, and so that's the main argument, right? Is that, uh, our society proves that we're capable of this kind of stuff. And so who's to say it hasn't already happened and where the result, where the pawns in the system, right? Um, what is your immediate reaction to
1: that? It's actually almost fear, where yeah. I'm just like... Uh, that seems like a okay reaction. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to stop reading the article, actually, because it freaked me out so much. <laughs> and so just the thought that, yeah, everything that we are doing... Is really just the construct of somebody else, and so, and then you think about the whole idea of self-actualization. And so, if we're creating our own constructs, does that mean that we're actually in this process of multiple lines of um, simulation? So we're mm-hmm. really like the twenty-fifth iteration right. of someone's dream or whatever. Which then brings in
0: the multiverse theory. Oh my gosh! Um, which also can be scary or. It, from my perspective is, this is amazing. I, <laughs> I love this. I hope so. Um, uh, it, as someone who has battled paranoia mm. and has has went through his Truman Show moment, um, a feeling like that, um, it would be kind of a relief. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> I was <laughs> right! <laughs> um, and uh, all those years that began of my mind, I was right. But what I like about this is that it, it is this funny line it's like it's kind of hanging out in this line between science and conspiracy theory mm-hmm. it's really close it's like and that's kind of what that article talks about too right is um for a theory like that to catch on it has to have some like credence in the scientific community and like with Nick's Nick Bostrom's essay or yeah essay article or whatever um that really does it but um but yeah, the thing that I kept thinking about was, is this just another mythology slash faith system that we're creating? Mm. So we've, we did it for a long time with religion because that's all we had. We right. had our m- imagination and our, these stories, and, um, and we had all these questions about the universe. Mm. And we still have those questions. And then we moved, in a lot of ways, to science to mm-hmm. answer those questions. And then well, there's still limits to that right? of what we can know. And... Sometimes, no offense, science gets a little stodgy, <laughs> and and so so now we're kind of doing this weird half and half. It's like it's kind of like a myth, it's now it's like a nerd mythology, <laughs> you know, like it's like it's like computery yeah. mythology, but but then it's also still kind of science, and so it's like in this weird thing, and so it makes sense because we're just that's the thing that I'm. I realized today I'm not really interested in. Um, the specifics of religion or thought systems or anything like that, I'm interested in what they all have in common.
1: Well, it's the story, which is a yeah. large part of your, uh, yeah, the dynamic that drives you. I think it mm-hmm. really makes you curious about the world and about other people.
0: And how, what, are they, what do we all have in common and where do those come from? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I think of it. What do, but what do, you th- what do we do with this theory? Even if it was proven right, what do we do?
1: Right? Well, what can you do? You just sit
0: down and be like,
1: nah, I'm out. Right? No. I mean, I would think, I would hope people would keep on their lives in that way. But at the same time, it almost seems pointless because it's really just already written by somebody else. But how is that any different than the idea of predestination from God Mm -hmm. or from fate?
0: or... Or what we're learning about free will with neuroscience. Yeah. You know, I've been interested in that for a long time. Um, coming out of what I've learned from Sam Harris and a lot of other people about how there's so much already that is out of our control in our in our brain chemistry, yeah. so, like just organically and biologically, but then also things that have happened to us that were out of our control when we were a child, mm-hmm. um, the environment we were poofed into, <laughs> like all that, right? We're we're not in control of any of that, so that also kind of has a weird kind of deterministically bent to it right yeah um yeah uh but yeah it it wasn't making me think though about like some of the uh moments in my life where i've had synchronicities or coincidences so that's one of the things the article talks about too is like that's how that's kind of some of the proof isn't like some of these little glitches we see right um they mentioned like trump getting elected like the the right <laughs> where a lot of people turn to this theory as an explanation of that. Yeah. Um, but like, what is going on? You know those moments to make you say, "What is going on here? Yeah, how and is that possible?" I was thinking my three. I probably told you about all of these, but um, uh, I've all I've had three major ones in my life where I was like stopped in my tracks and I was like, "What?" So one time, um, I was in an HEB having lunch. Uh, grocery store in Texas, and I was reading a Chuck Klosterman book, and he was talking about um, a Guns N' Roses cover band. Okay. And I was reading a sentence about how they busted into the song Sweet Child of Mine, mm-hmm. and then Sweet Child of Mine came- immediately started in, what? Um, in the grocery okay. store. Wow. Um, and, and I was just like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. And I had a similar moment um like that one time i was at a bar watching a basketball game and they were having trivia night on the other side of the bar and i it was halftime so i was reading a book of poems and they the book the poem i was reading mentioned how uh the, the mona lisa has some other name yeah la gioconda yeah and and i didn't know yeah and i didn't and so i kind of learned that and then like a minute later that's the question in the trivia at the bar. You
1: did tell me is, that. Is <laughs> What is the
0: alternate name of the Mona Lisa? Right. And I was just like, okay. Like, <laughs> like what's going on here? Like, but the biggest one was when I moved back home, um, and I started visiting with my friend Josh again, I pulled into um, his driveway, and I noticed that his wife's license plate mm-hmm. number, you know, it's like a random letter. I, I don't even, I'll just say like S K R U. 1-7, right? Okay. And that happened to be, like, my mom's randomly generated, like, uh Hulu account, pa- or, like, Netflix password. What? Like, the password she uses for her, like, streaming services. And, and she had just had it randomly generated and used it for all of them. But it was, like, one number off. Mm. It had, like, one letter missing. And I was just like, what? Like, what are the chances? And then... But then, so that's when you get that choice where it's like, do I lean into the fear of it or do I, do I lean into the awe of it, Mm -hmm. right? And that's where those, where sick Tyler used to lean into the, uh, when I was struggling, when I first struggling with bipolar, like I used to lean into the fear of it. And then like, now I just let the awe come, you know?
1: That's really interesting.
0: Have you had any synchronicities like that?
1: I was trying to think, um... I don't have any off the top of my head, uh, but I was just thinking about your idea of um, leaning into the awe of it versus the fear. Yeah, yeah. And I think my sense of awe comes from the simulation and how detailed it is in a way. And just like... This idea of how we understand science and maybe that's just all made up too. But this idea of like carbon molecules mixing with oxygen molecules to form this and Uh how that forms our bodies and then we have skin and we have cells. Like it's a very complicated system to just invent for the sake of yeah. I don't know, having somebody else to as a plaything in a way almost. But I don't know. It's just
0: Which isn't that much different from our concept of God. Yeah. Is like created in his image, right? all this language of and by our concept I mean like white Christian
1: American. American
0: yeah. like that um is like big guy in the sky who tinker toyed yeah. us into existence, right? Yeah. Um and yeah. And yeah, and it's so interesting. But um but yeah again, you can't that question I go back, what do we do with this? Mm-hmm. Like I think we just play with it, yeah. Because you, if you otherwise you live in the fear, or you live in the like the helplessness of like yeah. you're in this cog, you're this cog in the system that you can't do anything about. Um, yeah, cool. Well, that's that's a good start. That's I like a good it. Start. I know. Um, uh, okay, so next the, we're gonna do uh, a science lesson, and that's obviously gonna be your thing. <laughs> uh, you don't want me doing science lessons. Um, But you have a special
1: connection to
0: science lessons. I do. Um, They started early in your life. You want to tell us about that? Yeah.
1: So my dad is also a scientist. Um, His horrible joke is about um, how do you know if um, it's something is chemistry, biology, or physics? And if it's chemistry, it stinks. And if it's biology if it lives and if it's physics it never works and so that's like the running <laughs> joke of my dad okay typical dad joke so joke. from an early age we would have science lessons at the kitchen table so dinner time would involve it's beautiful. um yeah just some random thing coming up and dad explaining why this worked or why we, the lettuce was green or why the potatoes were um, this flavor. And so, um, yeah, it got to the point where my friends started asking if we were going to have a science lesson <laughs> at dinner whenever they came <laughs> over. So my dad became quite famous for science lessons. So I thought I'd continue that tradition. And Tyler suggested continuing that tradition.
0: Yeah, and so we, talk, we talked about naming this podcast Opposites Refract." And we can talk about why that's a metaphor for our relationship, but maybe start by just telling were you just gonna tell us a little about refraction? Yeah. Is that the plan?
1: Sure, yeah. Well and I actually had to dig back a little because 'cause it's been a while since I've dealt sure. with this. But
0: it's one of those words that you like I was like, I know what it is like, but I don't wanna really have to explain it. <laughs> right? You know, like
1: there's a I would lot never.
0: A, like I don't wanna like I basically know how a car engine works, mm-hmm. but don't I don't want to tell anyone. Yeah.
1: Like, well, you're beyond I, me on you know, that. Like, <laughs> like
0: I can basically I can t- yap my way through it, but like yeah. So, I appreciate you brushing up. Um what? Yeah, so what is refraction?
1: So, refraction is when um some motion, usually it's light is what you hear it in terms mm-hmm. of, but it could be sound, it could be actual waves of water, okay. um, and that is in motion and it passes through a different medium. So let's say it's traveling through air and then all of a sudden it has to travel through a pane of glass. Okay. And so air and glass have two different densities, two different kind of thicknesses or Filled upness, for lack of a yeah. better word, and so when that light or that wave goes through, it changes direction, it changes speed, and so that causes it to either um, move a different direction. So mm-hmm. that's why you um, you can kind of see light through a window, how it, it's not directly down; it can yep. go a different way. Or prisms are an example of refraction yeah. where it can actually break the light apart into the different wavelengths, like
0: a diamond. Yeah, like a, way a diamond yeah. reflects exactly.
1: Like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the and
0: that's that's kind of in contrast to like reflection mm-hmm. or like where it doesn't pass through mm-hmm. it like bounces back
1: exactly okay. and it's not always um reflection isn't always pure and so sometimes you can get like a mirror image where it is most of the light back okay. but then sometimes it can be through something that actually only certain wavelengths going at certain speeds have enough energy to bounce mm-hmm. off so you can only see parts of it so that can be changes of color okay. um, things like that
0: okay cool um so how is that a metaphor for our relationship
1: <laughs> i was thinking about that i like the idea of us being i think we could go a couple ways and i'd love to hear your perspective too Of course. um but i like the idea we have different densities we have different ways of approaching life and of approaching uh-huh. consciousness even yeah. Yeah. and perspectives and so i love this idea of um this energy, whether you want to call it love or you want to call it appreciation, admiration, right. as it moves through us, it changes different ways, but it's still the same thing. Yeah. And so I like that we're bounded by that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking similarly where like whatever energy or whatever, yeah, kind of my kind of way of perceiving the world and, and interacting with the world, you're like learning from that and, mm-hmm. and and taking, but you you're not you're not taking all of it. You're not just like, Putting on the cloak of like I'm like Tyler now, right? Yeah. Or like, or it's not like uh, okay. My entire cloak is I'm best boyfriend, not better. Like science more, right? <laughs> um, but it's like how can you know the things I'm thinking about lately about like uh, Ram Dass and um, disc golf and what are these things? What are these things that can like pass through you and you can adopt them in your yeah. own way, right? Yeah. In um, the same way with me, like. Uh, yeah, I've been learning a lot um, about just yeah the way you, you we just go through the world in very different ways. That's the way I, the only way I can kind right? of say it is like <laughs> we um, and we're learning how to uh, be gentle with each other mm. and adjusting to that um, refraction of yeah. those things. Um, you we're know. adapting
1: and yeah. we're kind of changing directions together, yeah. which I like.
0: You know, like we were talking about that tonight, where we had this moment where like. You didn't think to tell me you were coming home late. Because you've never had to... You haven't been in a relationship like this in a long time. So, like, you never... You don't have to really think in that way. Yeah. Right? Um, I'm used to being solo. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, who have been in relationships most of my adult life, up until this last year and a half, um, you know, was have just kind of automatically... I just always fall back into those patterns because I'm used to it. But... um Taking those learnings from each other and the way the perceptions from each other and um, yeah, and making them our own and adjusting is what it what it's all about for me. Yeah, as we head down this journey.
1: I like your um, phrase of being gracious too, because I feel like that's something that underlies all of our interactions. Like we really try to be gracious with each other, which I appreciate, and I yeah. love learning from you.
0: I'm trying, I'm trying every day to be better about that. Um, yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for the science lesson, Beth.
1: Anytime.
0: Um, I'm excited for future ones. Um, I hope you do ones that are, like, really, uh, like, sight-oriented, for a pod, but they're on a podcast. So like, <laughs> only I am, like... Like, we do, like, a volcano or something, but no one can see it. They just hear, like... <laughs> they
1: don't know what's happening. Uh,
0: but, yeah. Uh, it's always funny when people make, like... Hand gestures on podcasts and like people laugh, and you just it's two people laughing at something <laughs> that you don't know anything about. It's like, why am I listening to this? Um, but yeah, okay, great. Um, so, the third section we're gonna do is uh, I have a couple card games that are like conversational card games, and mm-hmm. I bought this new one for us. Um, it's called So, a collection of questions for deeper discussions, and this is the More Than Friends edition. Yeah. And so, I thought I would just read the back of the box um because it kind of it reminded me of the transition we're going through actually is the way you get to know a person changes when you see them as more than a friend like exploring a city there's a difference between visiting and moving you're not just looking for the highlights you seek out places that no one else knows about walk through get alleys uh guides never mention and get a sense of how you might fit this deck is not a map. It offers questions, not answers. These cards are here to light your path just far enough for you to walk forward, wander around, and if all goes well, get lost in conversation.
1: That's beautiful.
0: Yeah. And I, yeah, and I, so I really liked this card. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and I th- and that, the more than a friend thing, because we were friends right. for like a year mm-hmm. before we kind of started dating, um, you know, it's everyone knows this by now. I dated, <laughs> I dated a friend of yours, uh, briefly. We decided to just be friends. I fell in with her friend group. You were in that friend group, and I got to develop a nice little friendship with you. Mm. And then we we figured out that this could be a thing romantically, and we went for it. Um, and so I think this is really fun, and they're really in the spirit of the of the pod right. I like it. Uh, And so we tried to find a card in the, we kind of cheated and we didn't pick a random one. We found one of the cards that fit the kind of this first uh, attempt at this podcast and also at our relationship.
1: So basically we're doing a simulation for our own pod. We're
0: creating everything. (laughs) We are. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Um, Okay. What was your first impression of me and in what ways have I proven that wrong? Would you like to go? F- would you like to talk to- about me first? or Would you like me to talk about you first?
1: <laughs> I can talk about you. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I can talk about you. The um, the first time I remember really interacting with you was at a New Year's Eve party at our mutual friend's house, uh-huh. um, and you taught me euchre, and.
0: I did teach you. Girl.
1: I was trying my hardest, and it was not making sense to me. But you were very patient, um, and so these are all good things. Like, I don't remember anything that has proven me wrong, but... Um,
0: Nothing that, that you got wrong?
1: I'm perfect, and I recognized everything about you from the get-go.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: <laughs> no, that's not true. I'll add
0: that to my list. <laughs> did not realize you were
1: perfect. <laughs> um, um, let's see. Um I just I guess I only saw you I didn't see you as someone who would want a relationship. Like I th- I felt like we were very different you I was a player. <laughs> Maybe. No, <laughs> because you were dating my friend was also part of the thing and so um yeah, that was tricky. But uh yeah, you uh, you've surprised me at how um how um Not at how open you are, because I think you were always very open, but how, um, a patient you are with me and teaching me a lot as far, as far as relationships and things that maybe I didn't realize and how to interact with you well, Mm -hmm. um, and to be respectful in a relationship Mm -hmm. too. So that's surprising because I didn't know that about you. Like I just, um, I don't know. I just assumed, I don't know, we're gonna have to cut this because I'm struggling right now. You're okay. You don't have to cut anything. We're not cutting anything. No, no cutting. We're all fine. Fine. We're all good. Why don't you
0: go? No, no, it's good. Um, Yeah, you know, I think, well, I think one of the main things that I didn't, I I don't know how to say this. Uh I didn't didn't realize what age you were. Okay. So you're in your late 30s. Can we say that?
1: Sure, sure. We can Um, go.
0: Cut that. Uh, (laughs) um, um, So we're, so... I assumed you were in your late 20s.
1: <gasps> Bless you. Because you. you do have
0: a very uh, youthful face and mm-hmm. and, a, and a youthful personality. And you, you just seem like a, a 28-year-old who had their shit together. Um, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you're in your late 30s. Okay, it's good. <laughs> it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> you should have your shit
1: together. <laughs> uh,
0: so, um, but, and then a more serious one um, was... Uh, I I didn't know some people with you know I hope you don't mind me saying but like you know you've struggled with anxiety hmm. and a lot of folks it's very obvious mm-hmm. you didn't it never seemed obvious to me when I was around you you always seemed confident you always seemed to not command the room you just seemed to slide into the room and we were often around your closest friends in the world so makes it it's easier. easy to do yeah but even when we would be out like at a restaurant you'd like come you'd come up I remember just before we started dating uh at like a birthday get together several of our friends have including myself have birthdays in each other and we're at outside at a patio Right. having drinks and dinner at like upland down the road and um and you like came up and you like I can't stay very long but I want to you know and you like whipped out a 20 to buy people's drinks and like you had all these uh and and you just yeah and not that those are and that's probably part of my that I need to work on is anxiety and confidence don't have to be mutually exclusive, you know, or, or one could confidence could be masking, you know, or you could not have been anxious those days and that, like, like that's fine. But, um, but I have loved going on that journey, learning about your mental health and Mm. how to support you in that. Um, and so that continues in, in not in negative ways, but in good ways to surprise me and to challenge me and. Um, and so we have a great, uh, obviously, I've not been shy on this podcast or in life about my challenges with bipolar disorder. Um, and so connecting on that was a an, an welcome surprise, actually. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I thought of was, um, I was always just surprised how you would react to me. You know, we are very different. And I I have a lot of red flags. <laughs> There's an essay about me on the internet. There's... Uh, you know, there, I haven't been able to hold a job in a few years. I was hospitalized less than two years ago. Um, you know, I have bipolar disorder, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you were just so gracious and so open about all that. And, um, so I really appreciate that. And that's, that was, um, a ple- another pleasant surprise. Aww. So, um, but and it, w- it had less to do with you and more to do with me and being like, that, oh, no one's ever going to love me again. That Aww. feeling, you know? And, um, so, yeah. So, I'm very thankful for that. And it's been very fun exploring that with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. Well, this, this is cool. Is- I like this card game. Yeah. Um, we'll do more of these. We'll do one of these every episode. I like that. It's
1: um, a great idea. Good find.
0: Good find. Um, cool. Yeah, we're, we're chugging along. Uh, okay. The fourth section is going to be, um, a poem. I'm just going to share a poem with you. Um, we'll talk about it a little if we want. I know you'll probably have some things you want to say. Um, but as you learned when we went to Austin and we were at an art museum and I was just uh, rolling my eyes at all the all, <laughs> all the discussions of art. Sure. And because I just care about art, I don't want to talk about art a lot. Okay. And, um, but, yes. But, anyway, it's kind of in that same thing. Um uh, of this, like, first kind of theme we have going. This was the first poem um, that that I remember people really caring about and mm. really enjoying. Okay. Um, and this was always the one I closed with at readings back when I did a lot of readings, especially for... So this was my first book, More Wreck, More Rec, which came out in 2014. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, But, uh, yeah. So it's called Rooster in a Flower Bed. So on the way on the way thank you on the way out of elwood uh there was this house and the chickens would always get out and be like pecking around in the flower bed or in the garden and stuff and so i just and so every time i'd be driving home i'd see it and i would be thinking about it and um so it just kind of i think it actually started back when i tweeted a lot Mm -hmm. i don't tweet anymore uh uh, I got tired of people yelling at me on Twitter mm. but um but uh yeah uh I would I think these a lot of these started as like little tweets too um
1: That's fun I didn't know So
0: that's that. yeah back in the day but this was the one that like the first time I like I'd look up from readings and people would be like nodding and smiling i am like okay this is something mm. So it's a little longer so I apologize but um cool Rooster in a flower bed. Is there a better image than a rooster in a flower bed? Proof life is spunky. How about a rooster in a flower bed? My favorite pop song is rooster in a flower bed. And everyone knows the melody, but the words are tricky. Absolutely cool if you can't remember them all. My favorite candy bar tastes like a flower. A whole bed of them and on the wrapper is a rooster. What I'm saying is, I'll put my rooster in your flower bed if that is what you're into, baby. What I'm saying is, I want you to put your flowers in my butt pockets with the rooster. And if you don't like those ideas, you better keep your hatchet off my rooster if you want me to keep my rooster out of your flower bed. Are you confused yet? Are you convinced yet? Flower in my rooster bed, the rooster in my bed is a flower. My bed is a rooster but also a flower silly rooster you can't sleep in a flower bed one of the most valuable things a rooster can learn in this life the location of every flower bed here to the river the river overflows and washes away the flower bed the rooster along with it the flood the flowers the rooster at your door knock knock who's there rooster (laughs) rooster who Rooster in a flower bed getting jiggy with it. (laughs) Rooster thighs like what? What? In the flower bed, of course. The rooster, an arrowhead in its mouth. The rooster stomping on a compact disc. The rooster praying, praying, praying. There's a little faith left in all of us. There's a flower bed in each of our souls. There's a rooster there doing something you decide what. I'm beginning to think this rooster is dangerously aware of how miraculous he is here in this flower bed. One day he'll feel terribly embarrassed for how he's acted, but that's not today. No, not today with the sunshine and breeze making the flowers do a little dance. A voice sprints into the driveway of the poem, says, Yo, is that a magician you got there? No, man, it's a rooster in a flower bed. But maybe he could reach into his pocket and pull out daisies and petunias and roses strung together. Maybe he could pull himself out of a hat. Do you get it yet? That brilliant idea, the image on t-shirts and hats and coffee mugs captioned, just a rooster in a flower bed. Rowdier than just a stick in the mud. Prettier than kicking a dead horse. I'm not an object, it says. I'm a moment, it says. Chaos as a selling point. Rooster in a flower bed. Someone once said my poems were boring because they're all about you, but you're not the rooster and you're not the flower bed, and that person is still bored. And despite all this, when the rooster dies, the flowers grow taller still. Hmm. End of poem. (laughs) I want to put end of poem at the end of all my poems. Um... (laughs) But uh, yeah, so that that I haven't read that out loud in like eight years. Um, How'd that feel? Great. Um, it's so funny. It's like you kind of have to cringe at all your old work. Um, really? Yeah. It just because you just you just constantly are growing as a, as an artist and as a writer, and so you just yeah, like if I edited this book again, it would just be way different, right? So interesting. Um, but it is funny just to see things in there. Um, but where did that go? Oh, there it is. Um, yeah, there are funny things in there. I think... Um, yeah, like Rooster rooster, Who, Rooster in a flower bed getting jiggy with it. Rooster <laughs> Thighs, like what, what? Um, like... That was clearly written by a twenty two year old sure man um, <laughs> but but yeah, and but then I love those moments where um like like where I start talking about myself, like one day he'll feel terribly embarrassed for how he's acted, but that's not today, mm-hmm. like that like those like really serious moments also felt really like were really nice, like oh there's some w- there's some wisdom in in baby Tyler um. <laughs> But yeah, so that was nice. Um but then I start in the theme of our podcast I was thinking, how do palms refract the space between uh external things and inner life?
1: Oh. So okay. palm
0: as whatever's inside, mm-hmm. it goes through Paul, Dean Young once told me he said uh he said a poem is not some trumpet you blow your shit through. He said, You're the you're the thing poetry blows its shit through. <laughs> um and so the body as that refracting, the self or the whatever as the thing that is refracting whatever's out in the collective consciousness or yeah. whatever's in the universe and refracting it. And then the palm is what comes out the other side. Hmm. Um. So I thought that was, I I was just thinking about that today. Um. Yeah.
1: I wonder if... As you're saying this, I was thinking, even back to the simulation theory, but, like, what if poems are a way of breaking through the simulation? Like, that's a way to kind of get to the truth of the matter. Art, and art. Yeah, and art in, art general, in general, sure. Yeah. And that's why it resonates, is because there's some kind of universal truth that has made us all in some form, whatever yeah. that looks like.
0: And the more and more as society progresses, I'm using air quotes here. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, it seems more and more art is, like, a dirty thing. It's like, to spend your time doing mm. that is, like, bad mm-hmm. because you should be making money mm-hmm. or you should be making something productive or you mm-hmm. should... Or that doesn't make sense or how is that useful? Mm-hmm. Like, the poem... Yeah, the poem's not gonna, like, change your oil uh, in your car. Sure. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, well, and, I mean, even if it's not necessarily modernizing like at least capital like it makes me start thinking of um other types of society so we're definitely a capitalistic society probably even post capitalism mm, and whatever that means yeah. right um but like if other societies uh, whether in the past or in the future how they view art like what that will reflect about their own priorities about their own um understandings of the world i don't know just interesting yeah i like poetry i don't understand it it most of the time but i really like it it's just all right
0: no one does if they tell you they do their line (laughs) um all right and so yeah let's move on to the next uh thing is so in former iterations this podcast but also on a blog i kept for a while and all this stuff i love giving recommendations Mm. and this book this first book of poems is called more rack w-r-e-c-k um and I so as a joke I did my recommendation section as more recs more recs R E C S I'm so clever I'm so fucking
1: well funny. played um,
0: but for this one so I thought each time we'll do a more rex, more rec we'll give each other a recommendation about something we'll give each other a prompt but the prompt I gave us this time. Uh, was to think about our favorite date spots. Yes. Did you do that?
1: I did. Did you make did. a list? Did you do five? Um, I did not. I just was gonna list. I have list. some. I have some. Yeah. Well, we'll
0: just bounce them. We'll just want to bounce them back and forth. Yeah. Well, um, I, they'll probably so, overlap too. I would
1: imagine. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and that would be a fun part seeing it. So, what was? What was your, What's one? You can any order. I'm gonna go five to one.
1: But. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know that I have an order. I loved bowling with you that was like one, one of, our, of our earliest our dates. first yeah we went
0: to Lucky Strike Lanes yes. in Owen, Indiana shout out to Chuck Kane
1: Woo-hoo. it was a great spot and yeah really fun and just um I don't know it was fun being active with you which is kind of played into our future dates and our future lives mm-hmm. um but yeah just doing something fun and being goofy and silly and hitting more gutter balls than I care to admit but yeah. it was just really fun
0: it's where we came up I came up with your nickname. When I had
1: <laughs> you a, did. Can, when,
0: can I say it? Please. So when I, uh, so I did a playoff of best last name, uh, and I, when I put in her name for the bowling, where it flashes on the screen, it said Hot Spadarsky, um, <laughs> which is just really funny when when she got her first strike and it was like the big X and it just said Hot Spadarsky. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, great. I had uh, Bad Dad Brewing. Mm, the pizza place. The pizza place. Even though I still... I don't like watching you eat pizza. <laughs> Beth doesn't eat cheese. Doesn't like cheese. Um, it's not a... I'm allowed to be a little rude about it because it's not a dietary thing. It's a, <laughs> it's it's, a choice. It's a choice. <laughs> uh, no, it's a it's a dislike. And that's fine. I get that. But there is... We've gotten pizza before where you've picked off, pe- uh, picked off the... Um, uh, I, like, picked off the cheese around the toppings, and that just, for some reason, made me very sad. Um, but at Bad Dad, I think, didn't we get two separate pizzas? Yes. We Because we did a deal where it was, like, two pizzas. mm mm-hmm. uh, And so we, I took a pizza and you took a pizza. Yeah. So we got to have... So that probably is why it resonated well, and Bad Dad is awesome.
1: It was great. Up
0: in Fairmount, so if you're in the area, you should go there for sure. For um, sure. All right, you got another one?
1: Um. I loved um it's all gonna revolve around food a lot of time, but imagine burgers was yeah,
0: that was my next
1: one hey, hey great minds um the food there's amazing like, yeah. and it's such a cool vibe.
0: yeah, shout out to uh, my childhood friend Michael barmus um who was the chef that started that place and came mm-hmm. up with a lot of the menu in converse,
1: right is that... up in converse, okay. another
0: little town with a really nice little destination mm-hmm. place to eat, not too far from us so. Uh, love that place. Yeah, you can get all kinds of different strains. I got a PB and J burger that yes. had like bacon jam and peanut butter on
1: it. Mm,
0: yeah, it was very good.
1: I think I just got a regular burger, but the buns were what sold it. It was mm. like a brioche. The brioche, type. yeah, mm.
0: yeah. I think they're baked in house. Yeah, um, so good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I did imagine burgers too. So I'll skip to my third one, um, which is a place we joke about a lot now because it comes up so much in our lives. Is Yatz. Um, which time (laughs) i love yats and people would make fun of me because uh in bloomington there's well it's called dats in Mm -hmm. bloomington for whatever reason yeah but it's the same thing and um i would go to bloomington and they're like you go to bloomington and you get dats like there's all these great options and um and but i do it is just very comforting and delicious and Mm -hmm. it's it's It would be my pick for the best bet to spend $10. Like, yeah. what better meal are you going to get for $10? Right. And you get
1: extra bread out of it for, the 10, it, bucks. for 10 bucks. For mm. you get
0: some extra bread. We were both on the extra bread. <laughs> I are. had a moment. We had a moment when we first went to Yats, and you were ordering, and you said extra bread. And I was like, all right. I, I like I <laughs> You like knew where I was
1: okay. <laughs> but we've been there
0: like four times in the last month. Um <laughs> it's just so- it's so easy it is um it, it's so easy and so reliable mm-hmm. um, so it's like it's like fast food that i don't feel disgusting afterwards and i don't feel i don't hate myself for um yeah what about you? Any other spots that you've been thinking of
1: so recently you've been teaching me disc golf, which has been very mm-hmm. fun and um I am not particularly athletic, and so you've been very. <laughs> I'm not either.
0: <laughs> I'm not either, so don't worry about that.
1: But um, the other day we went to play, and it was just a fun day. Of again, I think it all boils down to when I get to be goofy and silly with you. It's just a lot of fun to be playful. So. Yeah, you
0: played the Elwood disc golf course for the first time. Yes. Um, which I've talked, which I've talked a lot about on this podcast and um, in my life, and it's really important to me. Um, yeah, I'm glad you picked the place. I actually picked all food or drinking spots, um, but uh, yeah, you pick. Yeah, that's a really well. You get some extra points for that. <laughs> um, but you're learning so quick, and you, yeah, you you're so playful, and that I when you're teaching him, it's so vulnerable to both teach and to learn something mm. from a partner, especially it's something they really like, love, mm-hmm. and are decent at, and mm-hmm. like um, so. Um, I I commend you for being that vulnerable because it is really vulnerable, um, and and yeah, just being playful with it you you don't get like frustrated or pissy or anything like that so that's really great. Aww. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. Oh, another. So we went to Austin two weeks ago mm-hmm. um, to Austin, Texas, where I used to live, and I got to show you around. Yeah. A couple days and i just remember the joy on your face when you had your first breakfast taco with um with fresh homemade tortillas um and you had this look on your face like like (laughs) what have i been missing why have i been eating these nasty store-bought flour tortillas um my whole life um and then that day just led to a great day of going to the art museum, mm. uh, and walking around camp, UT's campus where I was a grad student and, uh, all kinds of, yeah, I forget what else we did that day, but you just all, just stuff around there. We went, oh, we went to the Harry Ransom Center and saw the like, Gutenberg Bible, like one yeah. of the, very few, like, remaining Gutenberg Bibles. And so it was just that, like you were saying with the disc golf, like getting to just play and move and move around in the world together. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just such a privilege. Yeah. And such a fun thing to do and to watch how you interact with the world and how I yeah, and all that stuff. So.
1: Well, and to interact too with a place that was a big part of your history. And Mm -hmm. so you spent a lot of time there. It was very
0: special to to share that with you.
1: Oh, well, thanks for sharing it. Because, yeah, yeah, I loved going there and seeing and putting context to stories. And I know, um, yeah, hearing about Dean and all the poetry. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I liked hearing about it.
0: For sure. Um, Yeah, do you have one last one?
1: Um, I was kind of going to cheat and say... Oh, Jenny
0: Bug uh, our dear Jenny is talking. Jenny! Cut this out. <laughs> Jenny,
1: come here. I don't think there's anybody there. Come here, babe. Oh, I hear there's people outside talking.
0: There are people outside talking. That's okay. It's
1: all good. Jenny's a country dog now, and
0: so she forgets how to, uh she forgets how cities work where people just walk around outside your house
1: it's true it's that, true that's okay it's all good we're letting it go sweet girl um
0: yeah uh wait, what
1: <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I was gonna cheat and say like the whole Austin trip. just the whole Austin
0: trip. Really it good. felt
1: like I don't know, it was a it was a extra long week date basically where I got to yeah.
0: Yeah, we just got to go on a really long date. <laughs> it, was, it was really, really good nice. food. And we didn't we didn't really get frustrated with each other. We were good mm-hmm. about I need a break, I need to just mm-hmm. sit and read or uh communication's amazing, y'all.
1: Yeah. Um agreed.
0: Great. Um, well, my last spot was, uh, what I consider our first date mm-hmm. is when we met in Pax Fair at Pax Fair yes. in Lapel, another small town with a great little spot.
1: Right. Um,
0: and my friend Colt, who is a good chance to listen to this. So hi Colt and thank you, uh, is the brewer there and
1: phenomenal beers
0: there yeah and so i i got to go and i got to even though i wasn't really drinking at the time uh i got to go and like uh share with beth like some background i kind of asked colt like hey what what should i tell her to get she likes stouts uh (laughs) like what and porter's like what should i tell her to get Aw you did research i love
1: it and, and
0: and so i got to like the brewer said you should have this. <laughs> and I, I got to be that real, uh, just trying things out. Just trying to impress. Just hoping something sticks. Aww. Um, But yeah, you know, and we went for a walk around like like downtown LaPel at like yeah. 10 o'clock at night. And right? no one was there. And it was like the fall. And we like held hands. And oh, I threw a fr- I threw, threw a, disc a disc? <laughs> You were asking about how different discs fly or something. Mm-hmm. And I had one in my truck and so I just threw it across the road. <laughs> and I got really close to my target, which was good. But um <laughs> I'm just glad a car didn't go by at that moment. Um mm. but Pax Ferrum, yeah. Um it, yeah, one of my favorite places and just a really great place. Yeah. Uh, to be to to have a first date.
1: Yeah. Good uh, conversation. Like all these spots are really good for chatting and just yeah, having some I don't know, quality time, but in a very
0: cool vibe spot. Small, small, these small towns. They now here that up. have some great little places. Um, very thankful for that. Uh, speaking of being thankful, we're going to end each episode with, uh, like I used to do the interview series, uh, the Future Barn series, um, with a gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and so just something, we'll just, as we sign off, just share something we're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be short, it can be simple, it can be whatever you want it to be. Is there something you're grateful for?
1: I am grateful for the warmer weather. We've been able to go on a couple walks, mm-hmm. and it's been really nice. We
0: ate the last two dinners on the porch.
1: I know, mm-hmm. which looks fabulous right now. Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> Shout out.
0: Yeah, guys, I love porches. If anyone needs their porch cleaned off or rearranged, I'm really good at
1: it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just been, uh, I have needed that after the winter. It felt very closed off, so it feels good to expand again.
0: Absolutely. Ooh, expand. I like that. Um, yeah, my thing is I'm just really grateful um, for a good excuse to podcast again. Nice. I had a really fun run doing the Future Barn series, mm. interviewing folks um, in my community that while I was trying to figure out how to be a good person again, mm. um, uh, I got to pick their brains and hear about their journeys. And um, this is a way to do that one-on-one. uh as a series with someone that I admire a lot. Um, yeah, and a fun way to explore a relationship. So I'm just really grateful um, for this opportunity. And thank you to the 12 people that listen to this. woo
1: uh, uh, <laughs> Shout yeah. out fans. now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, no, I don't do any of that. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. Yeah, uh, y- Yats, <laughs> Pats, <Ferrum. laughs> fair. Uh, The plot twist, that was all sponsored ads.
1: Um, (laughs) All of Austin sponsored us.
0: Yeah, the city of Austin. Um, No, but I'm grateful to be here uh, doing this with you, Beth. Um,
1: Yeah. This is really fun. This Uh, is
0: really fun. Uh, Fifteen minutes flies by when you're having a good conversation. Right? I love it. Thank you. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks. Sounds good. All right. Bye-bye. Bye,
1: Bye, y'all.